Every Green Diva needs a sidekick. At the Green Divas radio show, they're called Green Dudes. Time now for a deeper shade of green from a guy's perspective. So glad to be talking to this amazing green dude. Uh, Rob Greenfield, he's an adventurer, an activist, and I like how he's described on his own website um, as a dude making a difference. And he is. He's a dude making a difference in everything that he does. And I think today we're going to talk a bit about zero waste. Hey, Rob. Hey, thanks for having me on. Yeah, we're glad to catch up with you. I've been, you know, following you along there on social media and your cute videos. Um, so let's let's talk about zero waste. All right, yeah, that's, that's which is perfect because that's actually something I've been thinking about a lot the last uh, couple weeks. I've been at my at my house. I've been I've had a one gallon Ziploc bag, and I've been seeing how long it takes me to fill that thing up. Really? Wow. Wow, I'm impressed. It's about, I, I figure, it, it changes from time to time, but I create about a pound of trash, to a pound of trash per month, and at the max, about five pounds of trash per month. So in what I've gotten it down to is I create about the same amount of trash in a month as the average American creates in a day. They say the average American creates four and a half pounds of trash per day. So let's, yeah, that's, incredibly impressive and i'm sure you have to really pay attention to what you're doing in order to do that um yep, but absolutely. but let's let's identify trash because does this mean recyclables no recyclables would not be trash correct yeah so when i talk about waste i include recycling and waste because because recycling is such an energy intensive process i do try to minimize that true. as well mm-hmm. but i don't consider it it's not quite trash in my mind at all but recycling, I actually try to keep that down to an extreme minimum as well, because right. just because you know, I just I seeing the big gas-powered trucks coming around and picking up the recyclables and then going to the factory to be broken right. down. I know it just uses a ton of resources. Yeah, it does, and it probably takes a lot of chemicals to turn those plastic bottles into all these cool other products, which is great. <laughs> At least they're you know they're getting used again, right? Yeah, t- definitely. Okay, so so you you may occasionally have something that you would recycle, but that doesn't go into your Ziploc one gallon baggie. No, no, that would go into the recycle bin. Okay, so dare I ask, what is going into your? <laughs> what's going into the trash? So, I guess I started to practice this uh, trying to create less trash about three or four years ago. One of the biggest inspirations for me was the of stuff i'm guessing yes. you've seen that yeah and for anybody who's listening hasn't seen it it is an absolute must watch it's a 21 minute short film that really just explains to you how much goes into your stuff yeah and it makes you look at everything like annie leonard one of the things that she explained is she went to go get a radio and it was 5.99 and she just thought how can all the stuff that went into this radio only have cost me five ninety nine, right? And it goes into all of it. And after my life was really changed after watching that documentary. And so, two years ago, I did this trip where I biked across the country, and I had to keep every piece of trash I created with me. 
And obviously, when you're biking across America, the more pounds of traffic you have, the harder it is. Yeah. So in, I managed in 104 days to create just under two pounds of trash, which is about 200 times less trash than the average person in America creates. And then, but now it's not so hard because I went through some of those difficult times of really paying attention and really being conscious. Yeah. Now it's really become habit. Um, and now because of that, there's, it's really easy actually for me to not create trash because I've just created the habits, uh, in order to do so. So like, for example, one of the biggest ones and one of the most enjoyable ones is zero waste grocery shopping. Yes. I was just about to say food packaging is like one of the most annoying things. Absolutely. And even people who are, you know, really environmentally conscious. And who really care, you know, a lot of my friends, they still have a ton of food packaging. Yeah. Because these days, most grocery stores, everything comes in a package. Even if you go to places like Trader Joe's and Whole Foods, it's all in packaging. Well, like, explain to me why an organic cucumber needs to be completely (laughs) sealed in plastic. I cannot explain to you why. I think that's absurd, yeah. It's, like, annoying. so zero-waste grocery shopping is actually really easy. I just uh, So I go to the local co-op. Now, there's thousands of co-ops across America. There yep. might not be one in every – there's not one in every community. But I go to the local co-op, and I go to the bulk section. Yep. And there's hundreds of choices for my grains, my nuts, my seeds, my herbs. Uh, you know, so that's like the staple. And, and I have changed my diet somewhat in order to live a zero-waste lifestyle. It means eating healthier. It means eating whole foods rather than packaged food. And by having a uh, zero-waste eating, it really means you're not going to eat any crap for the most part. So actually, I find that most of these things go hand-in-hand between uh, doing what's good for the earth is usually going to be really great for you as well. Well, and I know in the bulk section, I used to be the president of a big co-op up in the Berkshires, but I know that many co-ops and even some natural food stores do have good bulk sections, have bulk honey, bulk oils, bulk uh, liquid soaps, and all kinds of things so you can bring your own containers, uh, you know, for all those things. Yep. Yeah, I do that for all... Exactly, honey, olive oil. The only two things that I buy that are in packages are coconut oil, which comes in a jar. And then um, at my co-op, the raisins come in a package because they're sticky and they don't put them into a thing. But when I leave the grocery (laughs) store, that's the only thing that I have in a package. Oh, and then the occasional chocolate bar. Yeah, I mean, come on. Let's. You don't have to live in total deprivation, right? Okay. <laughs> no. So my guess is there's a chocolate. Well, you can probably actually recycle some of the paper from the chocolate thing. No. I think so, but I, th- I think some of it's kind of impregnated yeah. with wax or something. Yeah. I don't know if it's actually recyclable. Wow. So I just want to let people know that they can go to robgreenfield.tv to learn a little bit more about Rob and and Zero Waste and and some other things, and hopefully we'll get uh, a video and maybe even a post out of Rob about Zero Waste, right? Uh, Actually, you can go to robgreenfield.tv slash waste. I just posted a couple days ago a video, it's a three-minute video that shows my Zero Waste life at home and then a guide 
with the basic, like, simple, here's how to go zero waste. And uh, there's some really easy, simple suggestions in there that are no-brainer. You know, like the, the easy ones where you can just be like, all right, I want to do that. For example, bringing your own bags to the store. But it also goes over the ethos. And that's really what zero waste is. A mind, it's more of a mindset yes. than it is a practice. It's about changing the way you look at the earth, the way you look at your community, the way you look at your own body. And that's really what zero waste comes down to for me. It's it's all about it's all a psychology. It is. And once you begin to penetrate that that philosophy and you begin to practice and you you see, you know, I I I think, you know, it sort of snowballs and grows and then you end up like Rob in this tiny cool house and uh you know, riding a bamboo bike and um, you know, <laughs> it really does. It all does start somewhere. So, you know, for anyone who's listening, one of the main things that I always say is, don't be overwhelmed. If you're trying to make changes in your life to be more of a green dude or a green chick, it's uh, really about just to me. It's accepting where you are today, not yes. being overwhelmed with all that you have to change, but instead being excited. And my yep. suggestion is, make a list of all the things you desire to change in your life to live more earth friendly put it up somewhere prominent, like your kitchen wall or your fridge or your desk, and then just, you know, slowly check those things off. Each week, try to do something new and and continue to do it and make it a habit. And then with time, you'll just, you'll end up where you want to be um, and you'll work on all of the successes. So it actually becomes easier because you'll feel better and you'll kind of piggyback on top of your previous success. Well, it does feel good in a number of ways to set those kind of goals and to achieve them. And then when you see and you learn and you understand what a difference these things really do make. And every little thing you do makes a difference. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Rob. And I know we're going to talk to you again soon. So in the meantime, have fun. Keep, uh, you know, keep uh, trying not to fill up that bag, man. (laughs) I will. Want more information on this Green Dude segment and other ideas for low-stress green living? Go to thegreendivas.com. That's T-H-E, greendivas.com.